welcome back to our last podcast this week, uh, where we're looking at the minor civilizations outside of the major civilizations in period two, and we're going to be looking at North America. Uh, this one should be pretty quick, and so uh, we'll we'll take a look at it, or look at it, and uh, we're going to see a, a tribe that has a, a special connection to us here in here in Iowa with the mound builders. Um, but we're going to start with the Anasazi and Pueblo, which are in the southwest uh, United States today, um, and they. Uh, uh, lived in the desert, uh, which is a very difficult area to farm in, as you can probably believe. Um, and so they they eventually uh, find some way to do some farming there. Uh, they lived in pit houses, uh, so that puts you underground, so that's where it's going to be cooler. Uh, and uh, they eventually developed five large villages, uh, and they had these uh, buildings that we then called Pueblos. And uh, they had uh, large roads connecting these together. Uh, we believe they had astronomers uh, that were tracking the stars and what to do. Uh, but uh, they fell shortly after um, because, well, the, the, the ecological problems of living in a desert, uh, if you're not getting the rain or the little bit of rain that you uh, desire or need, uh, that's going to cause problems. When that gets low, that's going to lead to warfare. And when food and, and war is going on and people can't get any food, uh, cannibalism can resort, and so uh, we see that happening. They they fall uh, apart. Now, that's not to say this tribe actually completely disappears or anything like that. There there are still relatives to them or ancestors of them, um, or they're the ancestors to several tribes today in the region. Um, but uh, this kind of this version of their civilization uh, disappears. Uh, and then the other major one uh, is the Mound Builders. Uh, they're in the eastern United States, but they'll also come to the Midwest here. Um, uh, they're known as the Hopewell, and uh, they domesticated uh, plants uh, with uh, the sunflower, uh, lots of gourds, so you can think of your, like, your, your squashes and things like that, um, uh, artichoke, uh, goosefoot, uh, I can't exactly tell you what uh, goosefoot is, I don't, I don't really know myself, um, but uh, they also will eventually get corn and maize, again it takes hundreds of years to, to get it from Mesoamerica where it's founded uh, and where it grows to to the northern regions and southern regions uh, of the of the North and South America. And um, they're able to grow a decent amount, but it's not enough to, to support large-scale civilizations, and so uh, they're going to have to get their food from, from other ways as well, whether that be hunting or um, fishing along the rivers and things like that. Uh, the, the one thing that gives them their name, though, is that they built these mounds. Um, they're known as the Mound Builders, and so they built... Uh, large mounds, and these mounds were for burial reasons, uh, and they were made into different um, shapes uh, and designs, and uh, the the leaders would be uh, buried in them. And so, um, the uh, biggest one uh, is known as Cahokia Mounds, uh, which is around St. Louis, uh, but uh, if you want to relate it to Iowa here, we have Effigy Mounds, which is in northeast Iowa, um, and so you can go there if you if you haven't been there um, and, and kind of see a, a version of it here over in Iowa. But uh, what you can see here with these uh, in these mounds is how the social classes were stratified uh, based on what they're buried with and where they're buried. And um, it also shows us that uh, they had a decent amount of warriors in their uh, in their society. So they there there might have been a lot of warfare, or at least they could mobilize a lot of uh, soldiers if it was uh, needed. And then the last thing that we know about these guys, last important thing to take away, is that uh, they use two, two different language 
languages to uh, communicate. Uh, they had the Iroquois and the Algonquin uh, languages. And um, so, actually, I think I said that wrong, but they, they, they influenced two different languages uh, with the Iroquois and the Algonquin. So these guys are going to have an impact going again to where we talked about with uh, the Aztecs and the Mayans in the last section. These guys, the Iroquois and the Algonquin, are going to be major figures when we get to uh, in North America with the settlers coming in uh, from Britain and France, uh, who they're going to be interacting with uh, is these descendants of them uh, here. So that's kind of everything there. That's everything on the periphery here in the classical era that we're going to take a look at.